Hello and welcome to Create Conversation. I'm Tobias Lever. Each episode features a conversation with successful creative minds from all areas of the industry. We'll be discussing their experiences and their work. I hope their advice will help to both inspire and encourage you to take the leap and make a career from being creative. For episode five, we have the amazing Tierra O'Donnell. Tierra is a London-based painter, sculptor, and illustrator using her creativity as a tool to raise awareness for mental health issues. Her unique style centers around monster-like characters she describes as outsiders. In recent years, she has produced a prolific amount of work and exhibited in galleries such as the Saatchi and the Groucho Club, as well as collaborating with brands including Converse and Fred Perry. In January of 2020, she hosted her first solo exhibition titled Mindful. Tomorrow Magazine described the show as shining light on the deep, dark corners of the mind. Joining me from her studio, we discussed seeing the beauty in the unconventional, beautiful accidents and finding creative motivation. Enjoy. Hey, Tia. Hey, how are you? I'm, I'm very good, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Alive, got all my limbs, so I can't complain. Very good, good to hear. <laughs> so I want to um, begin by like talking about when you first began like exploring being creative and working on art. When would you say that was? Um, well, I guess I'd say, well, as my mum would say, the second I got out of the womb, but um as you can probably imagine i definitely was not born with like a paintbrush in hand um but i would i'd say for as long as i can remember maybe like six or seven and yeah i always kind of knew that i was going to be something creative whether it would be an artist or a photographer or something like that but it has always been from like day dot as i can remember that i have had an interest in it and I remember like painting my mum's friends in the kitchen and doing art club from a really young age. So yeah, just from it's always been in my in my blood, basically. You had you had like a thing about drawing people. What what was that? Um, I think that stemmed from trying to find a sense of identity and um I guess also a fascination of people watching. That's just a number one hobby of mine. But I think it it kind of stemmed from not really fitting in at school and then also being bullied at school and trying really hard to be someone that I'm not. And then that translated as me drawing all of these essentially characters to try and find a sense of identity and trying to find a way to fit in, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So would you say that those that similar kind of drive behind your creativity, is that like the same these days, your inspiration and what sort of drives you to create work? Absolutely. I think that um, the main premise of my work is like this journey to try and find myself and you know I guess that's what everyone is trying to do in life some people go to Thailand and some people um, I don't know have a career change and I think 
for me it's just trying to um understand myself and trying to understand um emotions and feelings and and yeah what they mean and why people experience them or why specifically myself I experience them and it's not um the, the, the way I'm doing this is not to be incredibly selfish, even though it is a really selfish thing to do. It's more to allow other people to find inspiration from it and just to understand that, you know, it's okay to not feel okay some days. And yeah, just trying to let other people know as well as myself that that's okay and it's completely normal to experience stuff like that. Like your all of your work is very identifiably yours, and it has been for like as long as I've known your work. It's like you you change it up a lot, but it's always like very much your thing. And I was wondering like when you found your style. Oh, thank you. That's such a compliment. Um, I think I found my style when I kind of I, I'd say like I know the age of it. I found it when I was like sixteen, seventeen, and that's when I left school and I was so tired of trying to um you know be someone that I'm not and I didn't want to fit in with everyone anymore because it didn't work (laughs) and trying to fit in with the popular girls was just never my destiny in life and I think I just tried to find my own identity through my work to make myself appreciate how cool I am rather than trying to fit in with everyone else and, you know, wear duty couture tracksuits and Uggs. I just decided to focus on finding my own identity and making it cool to me because at the end of the day, um, it only really matters if you're cool to yourself. And if you're cool to yourself, then you're pretty cool. And part part of your style is these kind of crazy characters and these monsters. And I want to know where your like, interest in that kind of imagery comes from. Well, that definitely stems from um, a young obsession with Tim Burton and Tim Burton movies. And um, a sense of relating to those monsters. And... Um, not that I would say like I'm a mean monster. I'm probably quite a nice one. Um, but it's just like a sense of feeling like an outcast and feeling unaccepted and seeing the beauty in the, the, the difference, you know, seeing the beauty in the people who aren't conventional or conventionally um, beautiful or talented, seeing the the greatness and things that are a bit different. And yeah, it's, it's kind of, I guess it's also about being the underdog. I always felt like an underdog and still kind of do. And I think everyone always has a soft spot for the underdog. And mm. yeah, it's about have, like just appreciating that. And you've, you work like in 2D and 3D. And I, I guess you, you started more with, like the drawings and illustrations, right? And then you moved to 3D. I was wondering like how you found that like transition working across those. Well, I think it was actually quite um, considerately smooth transition because the way that I 
process um, a, a character, for example, would be to draw the character and then make almost like a profile card for it, almost like a top trump or a Pokemon card. And then from that, it was almost like the next step would be to bring it to life, um, being a sculpture or um, like a stop work animation or something like that. And yeah, I guess it was just kind of like the next step in the process. And it has, it has been fun, but it has been challenging, you know, trying something that I'm not traditionally familiar with, like clay or cement. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been really fun. And I just think, I think it was almost like meant to be. I was meant to go from these drawings to somewhat life-size creatures. Yeah, yeah. I think like, your again, your style sort of works brilliantly for both formats. Oh, thank you. But um, yeah, you're you're always like trying out new materials and processes, and I was wondering if that's important to you to kind of keep it constantly moving and fresh. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's it's important to try new things all the time, even if it's you know food or um just things that you wouldn't even normally do like skydiving it's important to like push your boundaries and make your make yourself feel comfortable in uncomfortable settings because then you feel a sense of achievement and a sense of confidence I guess because you're kind of proving to yourself that you can do anything if you put your mind to it as cheesy as that sounds but it is kind of true and also when you try things without um, much thought behind them, beautiful accidents happen. And I think there's there's a lot of like beauty in things that aren't, you know, you're, you were just trying something for the first time and it went horribly wrong, but actually it could be really beautiful to someone else. Um, yeah. You, you've um, worked with loads of brands like Fred Perry and Converse and um, as well as musicians. And I was wondering how you find those sort of more collaborative projects. Um, At first, when I first started working with other companies, I couldn't believe it um, because I just didn't really see myself ever being able to be that translatable. Um, But now a few projects down the line, I feel really confident in what I'm doing, but it's a really nice sense of validation and confirmation that you're doing something right and you're doing something that other people want to be a part of as well and it's nice when you're given a brief and you have to just fulfill the brief and that's that's kind of it mm-hmm. and it's it's nice because it's simple and it's not it's not too confusing because when it's your own work and you're trying to come up with a concept you're always challenging yourself and being like, oh, this could be way more interesting. But when someone's giving you a brief and you're and they're going, do this, and you're just like, okay, cool, I'm just going to do that, and that's that. I mean, I'm making it sound really simple. Obviously, working with companies is there are a bit easier things in the world, but it is, yeah. I just I feel really lucky, just lucky. So I've heard you talk about um, struggling to express your emotions in your everyday life. And I guess creating art is a great outlet for you to express your feelings in a different way. Definitely. Um, 
you know, we live in a society where um, all you see is the highlights. All you see is people having a great time, happy all the time. Um, you know, they're on a beach promoting their skinny tea, saying, look at my six pack and you're just kind of there in bed halfway through a packet of biscuits and you're not sure whether you're like bloated or pregnant with a biscuit baby and you're just kind of going well that's not my reality my reality is well I'm I'm in bed covered in crumbs but you're on a beach with a six-pack and I think that's the reason why it's so difficult to talk about um, emotions and feelings and struggles with mental health and anxiety is because it's still quite taboo and it's still not the everyday thing that you see on social media or the news even um yeah. that's that's why like art is my outlet because that's the only way I feel like I can talk about it because in a sense it's not really completely translatable to other people I know how I'm feeling when I'm doing something but someone else might have their own interpretation of it um yeah it's it's in a sense it's therapy it's therapeutic yeah you you've described it as like free therapy and i want to know whether you encourage more people to just try try using art in this way you know the amount of times i've like said that and especially in front of like authoritative figures in my art career they've always said don't ever say that art is therapy you make it sound cheap and I'm, I'm kind of, I'm against that. I think that art can be therapeutic in the most positive way possible. And mm. if that is like, you know, painting something when you're really angry, and then at least you, you have a way to get rid of the energy inside of your body and put it onto a piece of paper or canvas or whatever. I think it's incredibly important because if you just bottle everything up inside of you, then like god knows what's going to happen and i don't i don't think it makes art sound cheap if you say that you know art is therapeutic it is and also you're hopefully encouraging other people to do the same and have their own outlet as well and like being a visual artist like having an online presence is like a big part of it to a degree so how how do you find like you know how with how kind of toxic social media can be but then also you kind of have to be involved with it because it's kind of like a platform for your work how do you find that i mean it's difficult it's like being pulled at two different ends and you know there's the side of it where it's so positive and there are other people in the world who you know they don't photoshop their waist to be two inches and there are people in the world who are body positive and talk about mental health issues and there's also the side of getting amazing job opportunities because Instagram's now become more than just this sharing pictures of your lunch it's become a platform for you know voice and um, essentially it also is a shop as well and and I think it is it's an amazing thing to have when you have it right and when you understand it in the right way and you're using your platform for good but it's also difficult when there are people who are maybe even unconsciously 
using their platform for unconscious evil, um, mm. like promoting, you know, skinny teas and um, promoting like waist trainers and stuff like that. I think that's the evil, but I guess the the, the world is kind of evil, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, I I just want to use my platform for positivity and happiness. And I'm a godmum. I'm a godmum now to a beautiful ten year old girl. Wow. And I just want, yeah, I know I'm really lucky, but I just want to set like the best example for. Her. And even if that is me, like posting pictures about stretch marks and talking about how, you know, I'm just depressed looking at all of these Victoria's Secret models that's fine because at least I'm being honest and at least I'm being myself and I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, do the whole, I'm happy all the time. Look at all my highlights mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, I want to talk about your first solo show mindful. Um, this, this was your, um, your first solo show and you, um, you used your own experiences um, as an influence to illustrate your own struggles with mental health and anxiety in the show. And I want to know how it felt to kind of bear yourself in that way to the public. Gosh, it was terrifying to be completely transparent. Um, it was the scariest thing I've ever done because that whole exhibition essentially was a crime scene of my brain. And um struggles with mental health and anxiety and it was it was like a, a mind map just completely open to everyone to see and the reason why I did it is because I want to break the stigma of um vulnerability equaling weakness and I don't think that that ever means that you're a weak person if you're vulnerable or if you feel a bit low I think that that just needs to be completely eradicated from our society and as terrifying as it was I did you know when everyone left on the first opening night and I was alone in the exhibition it was somewhat so rewarding and powerful that I could just I literally lay on the floor and I just looked at everything and I just felt really proud I was proud that I was able to just open myself up and not really care what anyone else had to say because it was in a selfish way for myself but in a selfish way also for everyone to know that you know you're not alone in feeling anxious or feeling like everything's getting too much and mm. yeah Be being so kind of honest within your work is that something that comes quite naturally I think it does because I'm I don't want to you know, pretend to be something that I'm not. And the only way that I feel comfortable creating is if I'm talking about my honest experiences with life, because that is all I know. And that's what I know the best. So I'm not gonna, you know, steal from other people's ideas or cultures or anything like that, because that wouldn't be true to myself. Mm -hmm. And I want my work to be relatable and I want people to look at it and feel something whether it's oh that's not good enough or this is amazing and I feel better now thank you then as long as it's triggering some form of emotion then I think I've done the right thing um 
and yeah just uh, just be true to yourself i think when people do all of these crazy things um like photoshopping or stuff like that then you're just not you're just lying to yourself and that's i don't it's just not respectful mm -hmm. um like looking back now how do you feel about your first show um i feel proud i feel yeah. really proud of myself because it was it was scary and you know you never know how many people are going to turn up it's like that horrible feeling of like throwing a birthday party and you're you're thinking in the back of your head god what if no one turns up and it's just me and my mum and yeah it was it was amazing for the turnout and um yeah just the amount of feedback i got as well which was so positive and it just really confirmed um for me that what I was doing is the right thing and even though I went through a million questions in my head going is this the right thing am I doing the right thing am I doing it for myself am I being a selfish person but yeah I think I, I think I did it for the right reasons and I'm yeah I'm super proud and I think everyone should throw an exhibition of their crazy mind processes. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you got any plans to do another one in the future Yes, so in 2021, I hopefully will be hosting my second solo show. Um, it's, it will all be self-funded and um, it's a whole new body of work, which is, I would like to say it's a completely different style. And it, again, um, touches on the, I, the concept of identity and identity crisis and... Um, feeling like there's more than one person inside of you and yeah I don't want to give too much away but yeah mm -hmm. 2021 exciting so I, I don't I don't like to talk too much about um lockdown and covid in the podcast but I want to I want to know how you found these times creatively I think because being a, a hermit crab and be a creative it has been um, somewhat super productive and I'm lucky enough to have my studio at the end of my garden so I've just been spending most of my time painting sculpting um, and yeah just being as productive as I can because it's so easy to just you know go into a spiral of not leaving your bed for four days but yeah there's there's been a weird strong sense of motivation during this time and especially a motivation to give back. And I've been working on um, a piece or a few pieces on kind of giving back to the NHS and the concept of rewarding yourself for doing small things. I did a piece recently called um, to the fridge and back award. And it's just to remind yourself that it's okay. Even if you just went to the fridge and back into your bed, that's enough and mm -hmm. you should pat yourself on the back for that. What would you say to people who've been like struggling with motivation? I think just take baby steps and know that you're not alone in that thought process because believe you me, you probably won't believe the amount of people who feel the exact same. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't want to talk about it or even if you do, there's platforms where you can speak about it or platforms where you can just read about it but baby steps and 
reward yourself for just small things like even making yourself a nice lunch like well done you did that so thumbs up all right um so i want to wrap up by asking you what um advice would you give to people who are interested in art but don't necessarily feel you know able to make work themselves maybe it's like they've got a bit of a barrier creatively um i'm gonna say the cheesiest thing ever but anyone can be a creative and anyone can be a artist and there's no one telling you that there's a certain way of doing it and if there is block them because they're not trying to help you and there's no rule book and if you are going to create and you feel like the barrier is other people's opinions or the barrier is feeling like it's not going to be good enough then don't do it for anyone else other than yourself and allow it to be I guess in a sense a bit of therapeutic release um because if it is for you then the only person that can judge it is yourself and that's up to you whether you want to be your own critic but you don't have to post online everyone doesn't have to see what you're doing 24 7 and there are some pieces of work where it's literally a circle on a canvas and if someone can do that then you can probably do a triangle on a canvas and that's hope you enjoyed that big thank you to Tia you can find her work on her Instagram at Tia4U and on her website at TiaO'Donnell.com you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at create underscore convo and thank you so much for listening